as they drive home across the desert. If it were not for a freak of geology, few people in the Western world would give a fig about King Khalid and his falcons. The inhabitants of the kingdom of Saudi Arabia would be welcome to enjoy their desert and their poets, and their very particular way of running their lives undisturbed, and we would read about them every so often in the pages of the National Geographic magazine. But, five hundred million years ago, when life was just a soup of tiny plants and animals, the warm seas swept across the land that we now call Arabia, and as the waters retreated, they left their life behind them. The millions of dying amoebae decayed in the mud of the ebbing seas, a honeycomb of fatty debris in the sand, and the wrinkling of the planet's surface hardened, and thrust this oil-bearing rocky sponge thousands of feet below the ground. Geologists call this porous limestone Arab D, and it is unique to the eastern coast of Saudi Arabia. No one bothers much about Arabs A, B, or C, but the limestone labelled Arab D is one of the richest oil-bearing rocks ever discovered and two hundred years ago the house of Saud first conquered the sands which lie above it. They did not do it for the sake of the buried limestone, and few of them, even today, could tell you what Arab D stands for. But geology's whim has made the rulers of the kingdom one of the richest families that the world has ever seen. And in 1981 it is difficult to think of another single family that wields more international power. It is a power of astonishing fragility. The USSR could invade the Saudi oil fields tomorrow. So, of course, could the USA. And contingency planners on both sides of the Iron Curtain regularly update their scenarios for doing precisely that. But each superpower holds back from the grab through fear of how the other would retaliate. And it is in the shelter of this massive mutual blackmail that the kingdom of Saudi Arabia is free to do a little business of its own. They've got the oil, and we've got to pay for it. The sums are quite easy to do. The kingdom of Saudi Arabia today produces and sells to the world some ten million barrels of oil per day, sometimes a little less, sometimes rather more. At the time of writing, that oil is selling for an average of roughly $32 per barrel, which makes an income of $320 million a day. The oil costs at the most 50 cents per barrel to extract, process, and market, $5 million in all, so that leaves the kingdom with a daily balance in its favor of $315 million. This constitutes impressive purchasing power. At its current rate of income, the kingdom could acquire all the stocks listed on U.S. stock exchanges in 12 years, 7 months, and 8 days. It could buy General Motors in 1 month, 12 days, 4 hours, and 40 minutes. Bank America in 12 days, 7 hours, 36 minutes. All the professional football teams in the USA in 2 days, 14 hours, and 24 minutes and Tiffany's in just seven hours, fifty-five minutes. In the unlikely event of the White House finding its way onto the market at mid-Washington redevelopment values, King Khalid could acquire a nice little palace by the Potomac for less than eighteen hours' oil pumping. And these fantastic riches are shared amongst four to five million men, women, and children who live by a simple and severe moral code— 
that has scarcely changed in centuries. Actually, this should be seventeen hours forty-eight minutes, to be precise. This hypothetical value for the White House has been arrived at by multiplying its area, eighteen acres, by three hundred dollars per square foot, a land valuation figure provided by the District of Columbia Real Estate Tax Auditors, February 1981. Noon. Taif, Saudi Arabia. The sun is beating down from directly overhead, and the tribesmen wrinkle their eyes, clustering together in the narrow shadows cast by their pickup trucks. They have been bumping in from the desert and hills all morning, and now, just before midday, they are gathered round the sides of this dusty square. Taif is a hill town, ramshackle and untidy. It straggles along the top of the escarpment, five thousand feet above the holy city of Mecca. The great